honestly, some things that going to be that I am going to expect might be unexpected for someone else. And I think that's the key mm-hmm. because I already know as a trainer, as a fitness professional and as someone who loves fitness, that fitness can do so much more for you than just physically. And welcome to the Rise Fitness Podcast. This here is Jillian, and I'm here with my co-host, Angie. Angie, how are you today? I'm awesome. That's great. Me too. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished a a spin class, so I'm good. I'm feeling You're better than ever. (laughs) Jillian. Um, Uh Uh-oh. I'm in the hot seat. (laughs) Little story um, from where she started as a personal trainer uh, to where she is now, a gym owner with her husband, Alex, and so much more than that. Um, she is an incredible woman um, from a trainer's perspective, but also as just a human being. Um, the Rise Fitness is their gym, and um, their motto is, we rise by lifting others. So that gives a really good insight onto their philosophy and just who they are as people, wonderful people. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. So we're going to start off at the beginning. Jillian, um, first, how long have you been a trainer? Well, I've been certified as a personal trainer through ACE. Um, That's the American Council on Exercise since 2003. So I was certified when I was five years old. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But I won't tell you how old I was back then. (laughs) All right. So like 18 years then. Yes. And um, what sparked your passion for fitness? What made you even think of that as a career path? Well, you know, I think initially I never thought that it would be my career path. I was very, um, I was always very academically oriented um, growing up and thought that I would, I don't know, do something intellectual. And it's not that fitness isn't intellectual because to do it right, you have to do it smart. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time that I was always very academic, I was also heavily involved in ballet training. So I started doing classical ballet when I was um, in kindergarten. So five years old (laughs) in 2003. (laughs) That was back in in, uh, the 80s. Um, So I was just always very active. Um, The studio environment was always my home growing up. I was really intense in my training. Um, Through high school, you know, I would train like 20 hours a week doing classical ballet. And that continued on when I went to college. I found extracurricular clubs and communities where I could continue dancing. And that morphed into fitness um, around my junior year of college. So what happened was um, I was the captain of the dance team at the time. That wasn't ballet. That was more like a hip-hop thing. Oh, fine. Uh, but it's, it's all good, right? It'll, it's yeah. all valid. So mm-hmm. at the time that I was doing that, so that was in my junior year, We had my university had been given this massive gift of a brand-new state-of-the-art rec center. And it needed to be staffed. So the person who was in charge of the recreational programming sought me out through the university because I was in this leadership role and asked if I would be interested in teaching some fitness classes and that she would teach me how to do it. So we started with things that were in my wheelhouse. Awesome. I was teaching a stretch class. I think we called it dancer's stretch. Oh, so I that love it was that. something that would be familiar for me. Uh-huh. And um and then I was also teaching like a hip hop fitness workout. Oh. So that's kinda that's kinda how it started. And 
like I said, you know, growing up doing ballet and different forms of dance, the studio environment always felt comfortable to me. And I know that that's not true for everybody. Um, but I think that's just how I morphed into going from being a student into being the leader mm-hmm. at the front of the room. And um, I, I just I loved it. I didn't necessarily expect to make fitness my full-time career when I taught that first semester of dance classes in college, Um, but I just loved it so much, and I just kept pursuing it, and here we are, um, you know, that was more than 18 years ago. That's like, that was 20 years ago. Wow. So 20 years later, doing it, and never never really stopped. Wow. That's, what an awesome story. I love that. Dance from a little kid all the way. And I mean, that just like shows you that things get put in your life when they're meant to be there. And it kind of like found you. And then you found your way. I remember, you know, this goes way back even to high school. I think I was meeting with a guidance counselor trying to figure out, you know, the whole college application process and the essays and what you're going to write about and how you're going to make yourself stand Mm -hmm. out. And I remember a phrase that she said, and she said, do you want to talk about your vocation or your evocation? And I was like, what's more powerful, right, is the stuff that you really, really care about, the stuff that touches you, like, deep on the inside. And so um, I I remember it goes as far back as that, that dance was always just a really – it was a massive part of who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I don't do a whole lot of dance anymore. I, you took the words. I'm like, I, I think we need to bring back a hip hop <laughs> class. dance class with Jillian. I'd be the first one to sign up. <laughs> I'd have to dust off my dancing shoes. <laughs> Let's do it. Dust, switch out the cross trainers. Yes. Um, but, you know, it's just I, I feel like movement has always been such a huge part mm-hmm. of my life and who I am. I know there's a phrase like movement is medicine, and for me, it totally is. Oh, 100%. I don't take any medicine, but if I don't move every day, I feel sick. Yes, so I agree 100%. You're so right on that. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. All right. And so now moving into being a own an owner of a gym and a trainer still, um, because you're to- you are the owner, but you're in there. You're training mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so, what inspires you to inspire others or motivate others? How do you? What do you? Wow. Where do you find that? Where do I find my motivation? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like it's a bit of a circle. Mm-hmm. Is that the more that I see my people falling in love with their training mm-hmm. and. Um, not always just the results, but just the sheer enjoyment of the f- of the fitness experience itself. When I see that shift inside of them, that just inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. And then I feed back more into them and that pushes them more and then it feeds back to me. So it, it's really a huge give and take. It's not like I'm getting my motivation from somewhere else. I get it from you just like you get it from me. I love that. And I love how you said my people. You didn't say oh, my yes. clients oh, or you my know people. my members like and it's that's I love that. That's a true testament <laughs> to your character like they're your people. Um so as a mom hmm. and we're going to go there like the question is always, how do you do it? So you run a business, you have three children, you yes. have a husband, yes. you know, and you're both here all the time. Like, how, if you're running the gym and you're training, how do you stay fit? Because you're training, you're not a trainer that is, you know, getting 
your workout in while you're training. Like you are there watching and correcting form. So how do you stay fit if you're always training other people? Well, you know, I'm I'm lucky that it, a lot of the classes that I teach, I do physically lead from the front of the room. I usually mm-hmm. do one physical workout per day. Okay. Except for Sundays. Sunday is rest day. And yes. rest is just as important as the work itself. Mm. So side note, asterisk, jot this down at the bottom <laughs> of your page. If you're not taking a rest day, you're cutting your results short. Okay. <gasps> so I work out um, at least one t- once a day, mm-hmm. um, Monday through Saturday. Very rarely do I do two workouts a day, but I do try to squeeze in one or two extra workouts that are outside of the class that I'm teaching for Mm -hmm. the day um, so that I can focus on my own. So I I love to squeeze in, you know, functional training workout. Uh I love to squeeze in uh, grit or sprint. That doesn't happen as often as I'd like it to, Mm -hmm. but I also have to be... Um, cautious with not pushing myself over the re- over the edge of overtraining, mm-hmm. which I can slip down that slope very quickly. Yeah. Um, so, I the the confession is that I don't get to do as much training for myself as I would like to or, or what I need. But mm-hmm. honestly, it's not my priority. Yeah, that's, because my priority is is the people first. It's so evident. It's so evident, and yeah. um, we appreciate that. <laughs> so but with your family so how does that look because you're here you know you have hours you know or from early morning to late at night what is your advice on for that family aspect of like do you eat dinner here or <laughs> no. do you eat dinner at home you know we eat like, dinner very late that's so you know like you're I feel like you're kind of asking like how do you do it how yeah. do you do it all and the the truth is you know because we're not going to sugarcoat anything or make you believe something that isn't true is that mm-hmm. we don't do it all well right you can't do everything perfectly and so we end up eat, eating dinner fairly late usually mm-hmm. between 8 30 and 9 o'clock okay um it's that's refreshing to hear because you know so even just being uh you know one of your people working out and i'm like oh it's you know eight o'clock bedtime we have to follow that and and feeling the pressure of like do i take a later class which i took a later class last night and it was like a party and i felt i felt so (laughs) good and it was like so worth not making that you know regimented bedtime and guess what we all lived We're here, you know. Yeah. You know, Alex has this phrase. Alex, my husband, um, says this all the time. Every time we think that we're, you know, that I'm being too hard on myself Mm -hmm. or thinking that I'm not getting something done, his phrase is, you're not going to (laughs) die. I'm like, wow, that really keeps it in perspective, right? Yes. But it just takes the edge off of Mm -hmm. knowing that you don't have to do everything perfectly Mm -hmm. and giving yourself grace to just do the best that you can with the cards that you have. So do we eat dinner too late? Yes. Do my kids often go to bed too late? Yes. Do we often have scrambled eggs for dinner? Probably (laughs) twice a week. (laughs) I love that. Um, You know, and and I I take the shortcuts that I have to take in order to get the job done. Mm -hmm. So I rely on healthy convenience foods. So let's say a common dinner at my house. Oh, my kids would tell you it's more than common. They complain (laughs) about how often we have it. But I'll get a rotisserie chicken from the grocery store. 
I'll do rice and beans, which takes me no more than 20 minutes to mm-hmm. cook. And then I'll throw together a salad that usually comes out of a bag. Yeah. You know, because it's already hey. washed. It's already cut. It has the right kind of dressing, all the things you need. Yeah. And, and dinner is on plate. the table in 20 minutes. That's awesome. So we, we try to stretch those meals and we'll usually have that like two days in a row. You mm-hmm. know, so there's no gourmet cooking going on at the De Silva household. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't pretend like there is either. That's awesome. You're yeah. very transparent, very, very real um so that not only does that go for like feeding a family but that kind of goes with with anything you know sometimes i have to have that question like okay do i take this hour that i have and do i organize the closet and my kitchen or you know put the laundry away or do i go work out you know it's like you have to make those decisions and sometimes things you have to make other things a priority and that Absolutely. laundry will get put away uh, yeah. later you know? you know the the key word that you just said is priority is mm-hmm. that um what's important to you is where you're going to invest your time mm-hmm. and i could never state for you what your priority should be each person has to decide that from the, for themselves um, but something that i always remind myself is that even if i spend that time getting the laundry all organized in the closet and all those things that within a day, it's all going to surge back again. <laughs> exactly. So if so we know it's coming, we know it's coming back. But yeah. we, and then we also know that the time that we, the little amounts of time that we invest into our health and well-being mm-hmm. will pay off tenfold. Yes. 100%. And so I think that it's always worthwhile to take time to invest in yourself, um, in your health, in your well-being, because we only have one life. But we're always going to have a lot of loads of laundry. Yes, <laughs> always. Hashtag that. Never ending. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great advice. So I'd like to know, do you, if you could give an example of how your training has affected a client in an unexpected way? Ooh, that's a deep one. That's a good question. Yeah. So, you know, I think the, the key word there is unexpected. And... Honestly, something that going to be that I am going to expect might be unexpected for someone else, and I think that's the key mm-hmm. because I already know as a trainer, as a fitness professional, and as someone who loves fitness, that fitness can do so much more for you than just physically. And so, you know, I think a, a story is um, I have a there's a woman who's worked with me now for oh gosh. I hope I get this right. Four years, I want to say four, it's either three or four. I'll get my hand slapped later if I'm wrong. <laughs> and um, we've worked one on one. We've worked in small group. We've worked in classes. But this person um, started working with me because she she was dissatisfied. Um, she was probably the heaviest weight she had been in her adult life. Mm-hmm. At one time, she had run a marathon or maybe it was a half marathon and she had been periodically active but never consistently active and she just knew that something had to cha- had to change um, but she kind of reluctantly came and started training with me and um, I found out later many years later actually probably within the last six months that she ne- she didn't even expect to continue training with me for more than a couple of months because anytime she had ever worked out in the past she did it for a few months and stopped and then moved on and did something else and just went back to old habits and a few months into our training um, I noticed that there was this little pattern of you know we would have our appointments and our sessions scheduled and then something else would always come up that was more important whether it was a conference call at work or 
um, you know, needing to take care of something for her home or a service appointment coming and she couldn't be at the gym. And we were only training one session a week together at that point. And mm. that one would come in, become suddenly only two a month or something mm. like that. And I said, you know what? You need two sessions a week because consistency is the key. And so even though it was kind of against her will, she agreed and started <laughs> coming in more consistently. Well, with consistency, we know that we get results. Yes. And so what started happening is that all of a sudden she was seeing um, gains and she started uh, – addicted isn't quite the right word. Let's say inspired. Mm-hmm. She was getting inspired by her own achievements. So, for example, the weight let's, – let's rewind. It's not even the weight. Let's say the first couple of months that she was working out, she would do a set of 10 body weight squats and get so winded that she would have to sit down and, like, mm. you know, she'd be dizzy. Her blood pressure was high. She was really, like, not conditioned. And then suddenly she's finding herself doing 40-pound squats. Wow. You know, and not feeling winded and, like, whoa, like, I can actually feel a difference. This is really getting exciting. And then starting to set goals for herself. Well, now I want to be able to do 70 pounds by this date, or I want to be able to hold myself from the pull-up bar for 30 seconds, or I want to be able to do 10 push-ups on my toes. And so, you know, what I started seeing was not just the physical changes happening in her body with, you know, gaining strength and losing body fat and things Mm -hmm. like that, but it was mental that she was suddenly not you know, viewing her time in the gym as an obligation or something that she had to do, but she was actually looking forward to it as something that she got to do. That is, like today is the oh. day that I get to go work out and see how much I can squat. Today is the day that I get to go see my gym friends. Oh my gosh. Um, and then, you know, those two days a week turned into four days a week, a week turned into... Wow. Never miss a workout. That is fantastic. And if you could see me, I have the biggest smile on my face because that just is, it makes me so happy to hear that. And it's like you, I know it's kind of silly or cliche, but it's like happy hour. You kind of replace that, you know, time and you can have regular happy hour too, but it ends up turning into just something fun, exciting, and, you know, challenging to yourself that, um, sparks that that little thing in your brain that makes you say, okay, we're going to get this today. But you're talking to yourself, you know? Right. And you just, you know, you continue to challenge yourself. And I love that. Yeah. What so a great story. It is wow. great. Because I think, you know, the I think what was unexpected for her is that, like, she would actually enjoy working out. Yeah. Some people I know, like, they hear about people that enjoy working out and they're like, oh, that's what? not me. Yeah, that, like, like, that's not me. Like, never be I, me. But it, it, could be, it, it could be you. It really could. It's a matter of finding the right people, the mm-hmm. right environment, the right type of movement that makes your body feel good or something that you can just hook into. So, you know, if you know me now, you know that I'm all about weightlifting. I love HIT. I love this stuff that's like science-based and you know measurable where you're like looking at weights or you're looking at your heart rate but you know what if your thing is swimming swim if you enjoy being on a bike outdoors get on your bike if you enjoy dancing dance the important thing is to find something that is going to give you that mindset shift um, where it's no longer that chore that you have to do but it's like the best hour of your day yes I couldn't agree more I love that. And wha- and another point of that is um, 
she thought in her she broke free of that cycle of that habit of training for a couple months and then done now yeah. she's been with you three or four years yeah, like, i think it's four and consistent <laughs> you know yeah. like that's incredible well, whoever you are, good job. Yeah, you know, every, every I'm sure if you if you're within our community, and then you're gonna know who who she is. But um, she actually just celebrated a birthday a couple of weeks ago. Oh, awesome! And in our in our Rise Fitness community here, we we like to celebrate birthdays with push-ups. I know that might sound a little <laughs> sick and twisted, but here's the reason behind it: is that. Um, as we age, our, that number goes up, right? Right. And so when we do push-ups, one for every year that we're celebrating, it's proof that we're able to do more yes. every year, that every oh year gosh. we're stronger, that every year we've accomplished more. Oh, I just got chills from yeah, head to toe. It's dough. awesome. Like, this is, is how is we celebrate so awesome. our strength. And so this person who four years ago couldn't get through a set of 10 push-ups on her knees can I say her age? I can say it. it. I'm not saying her name. We don't right? know who it so is. So she just turned 51 a Woo! couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and she busted out those 51 push-ups. Oh my god! I think at least 80 percent of them on her toes. I love it. I think it. when I checked in later, she said I think she did up to 30 on her toes, then she did 10 on her knees, and then back on her and toes then for got the last back 11. Up. That is awesome. Yeah, that is it's awesome. awesome. Well, congratulations. There's nothing more like nothing can make my day more than than that type of story. That's it's awesome. Just the How best. inspiring. That's, it's what keeps me going. That's awesome. All right. Well, Jillian, um, so what keep what would you say that to our listeners, and we've talked about how it's important to make body movement, exercise, you know, uh, fitness a priority. Um, what would you say to them to encourage them to start, if they're not moving now, to get moving, or if they're kind of stuck in a rut, you know, doing the mm-hmm. same thing, not seeing, you know, any changes. Yeah, you know, or, or maybe like so, someone who. So, what what piece of advice would I give, mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. So, if you're if you feel maybe a little discouraged, um, like you don't enjoy the gym, mm-hmm. or you don't enjoy fitness, or getting hot and sweaty is uncomfortable for you, um, maybe it's as simple as you acknowledge that you're not fit. Mm-hmm. And you know you should be right that you have that obligation, but you're it's kind of intimidating to go to the gym i I totally get that um there's actually a phrase for that it's called gym timidation oh <laughs> yeah. I like that so being intimidated by the gym is a real thing, but this is what I want you to know so if you, if you're listening and that kind of describes you, I want you to just picture this for a minute, step back, so I want you to imagine me standing at the front of the group fitness studio the music's pumping the lights are down i've got a microphone on my head i'm banging out the reps i'm giving all the coaching but the room is completely empty Mm. can you think of anything more ridiculous than that (laughs) because i can't (laughs) i can't like i do this sometimes to myself i imagine myself in the room empty and it's like the most meaningless thing in Mm. the world so what i want you to know is that you showing up to the gym is the most meaningful thing that you could do to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like just you being there in the room means so much to us. And maybe you think that it's it's your obligation and you go and like you should work out or you have to work out. Um, or maybe you're worried about the instructor at the front of the room judging you because you're not fit yet. 
or because you don't really know how to execute a push-up properly, um, or because if you do squats with a bar on your back, you might not stand back up again, and you're embarrassed about doing it with body weight only. And I just want you to hear me, and this is what I'm saying, is that we are never disappointed in your current state because what we see is where you're going to be. We know that you might come in today and you're going to collapse if you put a bar on your back and try to do a squat, but that doesn't disappoint us. What disappoints us is is not showing up. Mm. So the fact that you've shown up, it, it means the world to us. Like really, we're just happy that you're there. And we want you to know that we're not judging and that we really just want you to trust us to help take you on that journey. I love that. So that, so whatever intimidation you might be feeling about stepping in and trying something new, just know that that feeling of intimidation is coming from inside your own head. Mm-hmm. And it's not coming from the people who are already there. Because even though you look at them and you might see someone who's really fit and killing it in the gym, you don't know how they were four years ago. You don't know how they felt the first time that they stepped in. And I guarantee you that if you ask, they'll tell you that they felt just as intimidated as you're feeling right now. And so my encouragement and word of advice to you is just show up and let us do the rest. I love that. Thank you, Jillian, so much for those encouraging words. You know, bottom line, show up for yourself. Yes. And, 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 the, and people will help. And you'll help yourself. And you'll see changes. So with that, I hope that this is encouraging. Um, You know, comment, let us know. And um, we'll see you or talk to you next time on the Rise Fitness Podcast. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. You know, we would actually love to know what is it that intimidates you? I feel like sometimes if you just voice it and say it out loud, it helps you conquer it. And so um, I'd like to know from you guys what it is that maybe is holding you back or something that is keeping you from taking that next step. And uh, maybe we can help you find a solution around that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll talk next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.